we've got podcasting. Just funny as hell. This is all over again. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. Yeah, boy! Only on 957therock.com. Drew in the newsroom, did you have any hamburgers over the weekend? Uh, I did not. I had some on uh, Saturday night. We got back from our uh, motorcycle ride and made some burgers on the grill. And Jeannie did not eat uh, any burgers. Yeah, we had burgers on Sunday night. Sunday night, okay. So you grilled Rats out. Rats and burgers. Yeah. I had a nice uh, thick cut of red onions, a red onion slice on top. I had that too, tomato. Little little uh, little mayo, little uh, mustard, like a spicy brown mustard, little relish on there. and uh, Oh, it was delicious. But uh, some interesting uh, stats and facts about hamburgers on National Hamburger Day. Our favorite burger topping is cheese. Cheese, number one. 79% of Americans like it on their burgers. Of course. The rest of the top five are lettuce, tomatoes, Tomatoes, onions, onions, bacon, pickles. Pickles. With 54%. Mm. Uh, They didn't ask about condiments for some reason. But uh, I don't know. I, I like relish. If you're not going to have pickles, put a little relish on there. Uh, our favorite type of cheese to use on the burger is? Cheddar or American. American, yeah. American barely. 66% of the 1,000 people surveyed said they like American cheese. 65% with the cheddar. Yeah, it's uh, right there. Swiss at number three, then Pepper Jack, and then uh, 31% like a provolone. Our five favorite burger chains? McDonald's. McDonald's, number one. Five Guys, which I've never had, at number two. Wendy's at number three. Burger King, number four. And then Steak and Shake at which number five. Which I think are going out of which business. Which are going out of business. Yeah, I think <laughs> I saw it recently. So <laughs> there you go. And uh, according to the survey, the five cities that love burgers the most are Seattle, Philadelphia, Boston, Baltimore, and Miami. You got a cold or something, Drew? What's going on over there? Sorry, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right. What, did you stay out Allergies too late? Allergies are drink terrible too, Drink right too now. many tall boys or what? Right. <laughs> Some fun facts about hamburgers on National Hamburger Day. The best way to get one is to be on a winning sports team and be invited to the White House. That's true. Right. <laughs> That's right. Look all at the spread. You Everybody can have all get, yeah, the fish, you want. get them all. Uh, hamburger fun facts here on the Morning Sickness. A hamburger can also be made from ground turkey if you're a little girly man. <laughs> like <laughs> Shaw. The turkey burger. Uh-uh. Oh, meat. Give me all the meat. Uh, hamburgers got their name from Hamburg, Germany. The same applies to chicken nuggets in Germany. <laughs> There's a little town you never heard of, chicken nuggets, Germany. Hamburger fun facts here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. Chris Christie only appears on news shows that pay him in cheeseburgers. Robble, robble, robble. He's like wimpy and Popeye. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. The most popular cheese topping on hamburgers is American cheese. The least popular is toe cheese. You don't want any toe cheese on your burger, Drew? Nope. I'll pass. Almost like a stinky limb burger. Hamburgers are Melania's go-to distraction tactic when her husband's feeling <laughs> frisky. <laughs> and last but not least, some ham- hamburger fun facts here on The Morning Sickness. You can put avocado and mayonnaise on it, or you can be a good American. You can't do both. Can't, mm, right. can't do both. I like blue cheese on mine. That didn't come up on your list at all. I do like I, I like that on the Festi burgers that you can get at festival that are mixed in. Mm-hmm. Almost like a, it's almost like a meatloaf uh, patty because it must have some egg in it to hold it together. But they got bacon blue cheese ones, and those are pretty good. Plus, if I put blue cheese on them and there's any left over, a couple of them, nobody else eats them in the house, touches them. So yeah. I'm guaranteed that I'll be able to have another one the next day. <laughs> I do a little stealing that one, Drew. There you go. A little grilling. Those pretzel buns are the bomb, by the way. Do you, do you go? I haven't those? tried those yet. Oh man, tell you what, they're good. You can do some grilling tonight, there, Drew, with the burgers on National Hamburger Day. Probably have to. Yeah. And your little George Foreman. I'm like the only one that uh, apparently has missed out so far on the weekend. So. 
Is that the only way you cook is on George Foreman? No, it was rainy, so he couldn't use his real grill. Do you grill have another grill? Yeah. Okay, all right. But it's just it's just handy. Well, yeah, I mean, if you just, just put it on the counter there and <laughs> cook for you and your cat. <laughs> the greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Michael Orr, 33, of offensive tackle, uh, inspired the uh, Blindside movie with Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a free agent now. Played for the Ravens for a number of seasons. I think he won a Super Bowl with them, didn't he, Drew? Yeah. A couple of years back, Ray Lewis's last one. Uh, Marco Rubio, 48 years young, failed presidential candidate. Is he going to run again? Yeah. Oh, is he it. one of the... No? I mean, I, well... He's a Republican, I think, right? So, 48 yeah. is pretty young for a presidential candidate, so... Yeah. Uh, 62 years young for Kirk Gibson, hit one of the most famous home runs in baseball history back in 1988. Also won the MVP award that year as a member of the uh, Dodgers. They made it to the World Series and the broken down knees, the hobbled gait as he ran around the bases, pumping his arm back and forth. And even if you weren't a Dodger fan, you were cheering for that guy. He looked like he was 70 when he hit it, too. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, <laughs> just uh, Kirk Gibson, though, 62 years young. Creedence Clearwater Revival. Front man, John Fogarty, 74 today. Like Not too bad. They had a few hits. CCR. A couple. A couple. Your parents listen to this, Drew? Uh, I was a little, I think it was more towards my dad's age. Yeah. Think, but uh, Your dad jam out to this? <laughs> out in the garage when he's puttering, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. puttering around? Mm-hmm. Does your your dad putter? Is he a putterer? On the garage? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Tinker? Does he tinker? He's more of a yard guy. But. A yard guy? Does he got this on the Walkman when he's <laughs> tending to his hedges? He might have. A little CCR? I don't think he has a Walkman. But. <laughs> Fogarty is 74 years young. Rudy Giuliani, 75. Uh, former New York City mayor. Uh, Ian Fleming, who, uh, of course, wrote the James Bond... Uh, Books. Yes, there were books before there were movies. What? He was born on this day in 1908, died in 1964. He worked for the British intelligence during World War II. That's where he came up with the... That's where he had the genius idea. Well, he came up with an actual operation called GoldenEye. And wow. uh, so that kind of spawned this James Bond thing, and it, it worked out pretty well for him. Are the books anything like the movies? Because, you know, you have, like, the Bourne trilogy is nothing Shaw like would the be books. The, Shaw would be the guy to ask. He's the, okay. the Bond nerd. I, I just I only watch the movies, to be honest with you, so I wouldn't know. Uh, May 28th, of course, is today's date. And on this day in 1982, Mr. T starring in Rocky (laughs) 3. 37 years ago, Rocky 3 released in theaters starring the very great Mr. T. Stallone was in it. He'll knock you into tomorrow, Rock. (laughs) Want you to eat thunder and crap lightning. That's what he really wanted him to do. (laughs) That was uh, 37 years ago today in 1982. You weren't even a a twinkle in anybody's eye yet, Drew. No, no. You were, though, 26 years ago. You were born, weren't you? Are you 26? Yeah, yeah. You, what are you, 28? 28. Yeah, 28. So a little so two-year-old bouncing around in your uh, diapers. <laughs> and for some reason in 1993, on the popularity of Super Mario Brothers, they made a movie about it. It was terrible. I think I've seen that. Bob Hoskins starred as Mario. Oof. John Leguizamo was Luigi, his brother. And Dennis Hopper was King Koopa. It was bad. <laughs> it it's sounds still bad. terrible. Watch it. It sounds, no. It's bad. It's like awful. Really bad. 26 years ago, somebody somewhere <laughs> got was fired good... from their job because <laughs> they thought that. this was going to be a good idea. Yeah, It's amazing it got that far. 
Well, I mean, there wasn't a ton of video game movies. superhero movies back then, you know? Right. So they thought maybe we'll cash in here. See what we can and come it up was with. huge. I mean, Super Mario was giant. Mm, I mean, yeah. Nintendo was it's the big so deal. so bad. Also on this day, more sad news. Uh, 21 years ago, 1998, the great Phil Hartman died oh, after being shot and killed by his... I just saw some skits with him, this old skits with him this weekend. Yeah, he was killed by his wife, who then killed herself uh, 21 years ago today, 1998. Of course, SNL and... Well, that's what I was watching. Was that, uh, it was the, a radio show that was, you had, news talk radio? Uh, what was that's it? a hilarious oh, show, yeah. by the way. The, the 40-ounce malt liquor yeah. ad that he reads in that. Have you ever seen that, Drew? No. Oh, oh you got to watch you, it. Come on in here after you do the bad news, happy music, and All I'll right. show it to you. I don't think we can play that on the radio. <laughs> also, nine years ago, 2010, Gary Coleman. What you talking about, Willis? Died at the age of 42. <laughs> Started in different strokes. You ever watch that show, Drew? Uh, TV Land used to have it. Yeah. Different strokes, yeah. Different strokes it takes. Different strokes it takes. Different strokes to rule the world. Yes, it does. Everybody's got a special kind of story. Aren't Come you on, Drew. Sing along, Drew. Just got a way it. to shine. Don't matter what you got. Got a lot. Over. You don't even know what You'll the premise yours is. You'll have yours and I'll have mine. And guess what? And together we'll be fine. Because it takes different strokes to move the world. There you go, Drew. A little was, karaoke from me was, to you. Yeah. No more Hakuna Matata. We'll do, some, we'll do some 80s uh, TV theme show or TV songs. Yeah. He kept his shirt on, though, Drew, unlike you, who took your shirt no, off. I was yeah, the one yeah. with the shirt off. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you could. I, Drew's one-sided. That's how it is if he took his shirt. I don't think you could have a shirtless Drew. At my backyard party. I don't know. Brian. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. <laughs> no, really. I'm going to read you something, Shaw. Oh, okay. I want to get your reaction. What do you got? Are you ready for this? I don't know. I guess. All right. Here we go. I'm going to, I got to get the, the Ask Amy story up. You, you may have heard Ask this. Amy. So Ask Amy some sort of advice column. I'm assuming it's some sort of national thing that appears in a bunch of newspapers nationwide. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is a letter that went into Ask Amy uh, not too long ago and has since gone viral. Quote, my significant other, we were never officially married, died six months ago from a long-term illness. Mm -hmm. In our 25 years together, we had a 25-year-old daughter and a 21-year-old son. During that time, my significant other also had an illegitimate son cheated on this woman mm-hmm. with some other woman. That son is also 21 years old now, and it's just a few months older than the son that he and I had together. Okay. I didn't even meet this son until he was 15 years old. After my significant other's death, his son, Seth, quote unquote, I'm assuming fake name. Fake name, protect, fake name, protect fake those name. involved. Began living with me and my son. 15-year-old kid. Maybe doesn't know the mom, maybe not involved. Okay. So moves in with this lady. About a month ago, I developed a sexual relationship with Seth. Oh, come on. Okay, that's Who apparently is 21 now, I'm assuming, based on what she said. My children have now disowned me, calling Uh the relationship disgusting, a poor decision, and inappropriate. The way I see it, this is the woman speaking here in her letter to Amy asking for help. Other than the age gap of 25 years, so she's Other 46. Other than that. Well, she's 46. It's not, you know, she's in the Cougars. It's not zone. unheard of. It's we just... are both single. Both adults are not related. True. I didn't raise him. 
Didn't even meet him until he was 15 years old. I love all these right. qualifying yeah, statements. Yeah, but didn't he live with you from 15 on? Yeah. So you kind of did. And him. I was never actually married to his dad. Therefore, I was never an actual stepmom. Do you think my children are correct in their uh, perception of this relationship? And if so, for what reasons? Uh, Amy, by the way, did not hold back in her response to this woman who wrote into her. Says, quote, your choice to engage in sexual relationship with your children's half-brother a mere five months after their father's death is mm-hmm. disgusting, yes. a poor decision, and inappropriate. Yep. yep, I'd say all of those things. You may tell yourself Woody Allen did almost this exact Woody same thing, <laughs> and look how things turned out right. for him. Oh. Any way you look at it, it's right. It's you, can't, you can't turn that one around. No. 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 You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. You party, we'll provide the assist. This ain't any kind of Pinterest bullshit. This is real life advice that you can actually use. Rugs. It's the summer party tip every Wednesday morning, just after eight. I guess that makes it official. It's summer, all right. Courtesy of the Flipside Pub and Grill. The summer party tip each and every Wednesday between Memorial Day and Labor Day, we hook you up with a. A little bit of helpful information to help you party hardy all summer long. Now, this one's not necessarily about partying, but we did talk quite a bit last week about traveling this summer. We did. Shaw had that stat about uh, how people are going to fly more than ever because flight prices are down. I'm flying this summer. And you're going to California? Because prices were down. (laughs) Shaw's going to Red Rocks? Nashville. 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 I have no plans to fly anywhere. I'm trying to buy a new house. Yeah. Well, priorities are different. Depends what you're trying to accomplish. <laughs> but here are some tips to help you save money on a summer vacation, right? Super important. Whether it's regionally, I've done a bunch of those. You drive somewhere, you know, the Door County or Chicago, or if you're flying. Book your plane tickets as early as humanly possible. Obviously, you try to wait around, maybe catch a deal. Yada, yada, yada. And that can happen, but if right. you're planning for four or five people, that's not as... <laughs> as Try to book your summer vacation plane tickets a few months in advance. Last-minute sales used to be more common, but more airlines are jacking up the price for business travelers booking their get. flights a few yeah. days beforehand. So if you can, book your flights early. Be flexible. This one important, especially if you're flying. Right? I can leave on a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Saturday I or a Sunday. I always do the flexible dates. Try that. Always. If you're flexible on dates and destinations, you've got way better chances to score deals on plane tickets and hotels. Well, and if you go to Orbitz or what any of those are and yes. look at the deals. Especially if you can travel like weekdays, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday type And stuff. last minute, you can yeah. save a ton if you're able to you know, travel like Again, that. Again, summer party tip brought to you by the Flipside Pub and Grill. Some tips on saving money on a summer vacation. Number three on the list, try to take your trip in early June or late August. Those times are more likely to have better prices than July. That's because early June and August bookend school and people school. don't, it's, it's hard to get as away as much. So if you can take advantage of that. As I mentioned a few moments ago, travel on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and surprisingly, Saturdays. Those yes. are generally the cheapest days yep. to fly. Friday, Sunday, most expensive. That's when people are flying in, flying out. Saturday, everybody's already there. That's when they're in the pool. Supposedly. If you can, uh, if you can fly on a Saturday and then spend the week. You We're m- flying on a Saturday. Might be all right. Last one on the list of five tips to help you save money on a summer vacation for our summer party tip. Which is brought to you by the Flipside Pub and Grill. Check out the Southern Hemisphere. What? If you really want to get some bang for your buck, consider postponing your summer vacation until the winter. Going somewhere in the Southern Hemisphere, like Australia, Argentina, lets you take a summer vacation in their off-season. Huh? Booking now should be cheaper. It's still early. Interesting. Think about that. 
That's too far for me, but interesting. <laughs> there you go. Summer party tip again just after 8 o'clock. Wednesday mornings during the summer months brought to you by the Flipside Pub and Grill. Keeping it local on the Cross's North Side. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. If you have a fake leg, does it really need a shoe that's ugly and comfortable? Cops in Indianapolis were on a chase with a guy the other night when he approached a bridge that was out and decided to try to jump it, Dukes of Hazard style. Oh, man. Well, it didn't like work. Like those dudes that failed and died in the river? Yeah. We got another one? Well, this guy survived. He oh, wound up getting goodness. stuck on some exposed beams on the bridge, so he bailed, but <laughs> left behind his prosthetic leg. That popped oh, off boy. and he didn't just left it in there? Yes. Deciding <laughs> to bail is a tough decision when you got to hobble. Yeah, yes. what, you hop on one leg? It was. The, by the way, the, the prosthetic leg that he left behind was wearing a green croc. So look for a man wearing one green croc. Yes. Cops are still trying he's... to track him down, but considering that he's on the run with just one leg, they feel they'll probably catch him pretty soon. Well, shoes come in pairs, Shaw. I mean, you can't yeah. just buy one croc at the store. Correct enough. They might as well put that other croc on the prosthetic leg. I'm just saying the decision to bail is a big one. You got to weigh your yeah, I mean, you're, ne- you're never going to get away. I mean, like, yeah, people... Well, he did. No, but people with two legs can't even run away. This guy's got one. He's got to hop everywhere. Oh, yeah, we saw that guy. He uh, stands out in the crowd <laughs> on his one leg. He doesn't, does he stand out in a crowd, Brian? Right? He leans. leans. I think, yeah. uh, <laughs> You're so mean to people sorry. with disabilities, Sean. Sorry. Why do you do that? Stop it. Uh, considering the circumstances, it could have been a lot worse, but it was still a rather harrowing trip to the bathroom for a Florida man. Police in Coral Springs, Florida, say a ball python uh, slithered out uh, of a toilet uh, and bit the man uh, on the arm. Uh, the four-foot snake uh, struck uh, as the man lifted the toilet seat. Uh, Although scary, the snake is non-venomous. Uh, Police say the snake didn't belong to the man. It's still uh, not clear how it got into uh, the plumbing uh, system. I have had it with these mother uh, snakes on this mother plane. Uh, you know what the answer is for every time you tell a story about the snake and the plumbing? The snakes in the toilet? That nobody knows how they got there. Right. That's the answer Magic every single snakes. time. Magic snakes. Can't they figure out how they get there? There's just Look, no the answer to that. they're the oldest and evilest of creatures, Shaw. They've been around since the dawn of time. We just don't know how they do go it. Go ahead right. and bite that apple. You go bite that apple snake in we the garden. No Everybody knows it. You stay away from that snake. And suddenly they end up in your toilet. Yeah. yeah. And it's we early. have no idea how. Yep. It's just a mystery. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw. Give you the best they've got. <laughs> no, really. We're constantly redefining what is and is not acceptable behavior in the workplace, but I doubt this is going to ever be considered okay. A guy in Canada recently sued the company that, the, that he worked for after they fired him for engaging in noisy self-pleasure sessions in one of the bathroom stalls at work. Oh, you just... Go away, Baton! Apparently, he's done it more than once. No. A manager sat him down and said, look, there have been some complaints. There's too much noise, some moaning, heavy breathing. If you could just keep it down if a little just bit, be quiet you get away while you're doing it, it perhaps. Silence. But he continued to do it anyway, and they fired him. Of he, course he did. filed a lawsuit claiming he didn't know this was an issue. Uh, what? Because the manager used euphemisms for his behavior and All didn't right. specifically say it was about him pleasuring himself. There are three things that are guaranteed in life. One is death. Two is taxes. Three is you can't masturbate at work. He thought it was okay, though, as long as there's nobody in the stall right next to him. Oh, well. And he said he didn't make any noise, but. He was, was making true. noise. Yeah, how would they have known what he was doing? Right, didn't... some complaints. Then he argued that he has a sex addiction and oh. that was a disability, but the judge said, uh, no. Uh, they ruled the Should've company did have that. cause to fire him, and they've dismissed the case. Yeah, the lead with the disability, Shaw. You go in there with that one, and you can't switch how gears. I right. not know the euphemism. Oh, <laughs> go I didn't know what you were talking about. I didn't know what you were talking about. 
What, what, what movie is that? It was choking the Idiocracy? chicken. Idiocracy? No. I didn't know what you were talking about. You don't remember that, idiot? Go no. away, baiting. <laughs> I didn't know. Out my balls. You don't remember that one? Uh, Go no. away, baiting. No, he's just trying to figure out where he is, when he is. Oh, you just... Go away, baiting. I don't know. He said, wash the dishes, Sean. I wasn't sure what he was talking about. <laughs> I was burping the worm in there, and I wasn't sure. He, did, he, did, he didn't know it. If he would have said, you know, don't masturbate. Right. Said, That's don't, pretty clear. Jerking the gherkin. The I don't know. I don't right. even have any gherkins. How can I be doing that? Pat McCurdy would say he's attacking Peru. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what he was talking about when he said I'm, that, John. Jack climbing his own beanstalk. Fog the bishop. I've never what? done that once. Yeah. I don't do that. Tallywag. Just over in there pleasuring myself. I'm certainly not Slamming doing that. Slamming the ham. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm grinding my chocolate. What? You can't cage this elephant, Shaw. You just can't. <laughs> it's got to be out. Uh, not only are you doing it work, but you're real noisy and right. annoying about it. Like, what's worse? And they tell you to stop and you keep doing it. Well, like you walk in and you hear somebody and you're like, oh, man, what is Ralph doing? And I say, I think he's, you know what Ralph's doing? Ralph's doing the way, you know. But if Ralph's in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. He didn't say you know, stop, though, Shaw. He said, you know. I'd probably kick the door and knock it off. No more sausage handshakes. Well, I don't know what to do with that. Sausage handshakes. <laughs> oh, you just. Go away, bait. That might be my favorite one right there. The show's over, man. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Talk to you. Talk to you tomorrow, show. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. Now, we've been talking to Mr. Skin or MrSkin.com for a long, long time. Many, many years here on the morning sickness. All sorts of different lists. And uh, right now, he's actually uh, got a new book out. An autobiographical book called Being Mr. Skin. And uh, he's joining us on the phone right now. How are you, Mr. Skin? Doing good, doing good. It's Brian and Gene here on The Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. And we're talking to you today not about the Anatomy Awards or the best nude scenes of whatever year. We're well, actually talking sorta, to you. Uh, in we're a talking, roundabout way. talking to you about you. Can we reveal your real name or do you want to continue yeah, sure, to be? Yeah, because my new book, uh, Being Mr. Skin, is out. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's in there. The, the real name is there. Yeah, is was that uh, difficult for you to reveal? I mean, like, I'm assuming no. your your direct neighbors in your neighborhood know who you are, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it was fine. I've been doing this 20 years, and uh, uh, there is a person behind Mr. Skin, believe it or not. So. Do any of your direct neighbors, people you live in uh, in your neighborhood with, uh, do they kind of look down on you with disdain for being Mr. Skin, or is there sort of like oh, a... I have to say, overall, it's been very positive, especially from the guys. They do appreciate uh, uh, my website and what I've done for 20 years. I'm sure there's some people here and there in my community that uh, look down upon it, but it hasn't become an issue. I have, I have kids, too, and I talk about this in the book, uh, what it's like to, you know, I have a freshman daughter and a seventh grade son and a fifth grade daughter, and I've been doing this before they were even born, so... Uh, their whole life, uh, their dad's been Mr. Skin, and how weird it's got to be for them, and and the things I have to deal with here in my community when you know I go to parent-teacher right, conferences, right. or I, uh, uh, you know, I could be at a at a, even a wedding or a funeral, and 
have guys come up to me all the time asking me about actresses. It's a little, right. a little different than most people. That's are. a strange conversation to have. Mr. Skin, a.k.a. Jim McBride, and you wrote, you kind of sat down and looked at your career and your life and where you're at. I think some of those stories that you were just talking about with your family and the reality of what you do, probably some hilarity in there. But talking about the idea and how it started and where you've gone from there. Yeah, because this year is my 20th anniversary of MrSkin.com, and that's why I did this book. And uh, uh, people ask me all the time, like, how did you become Mr. Skin, or what's the story, or, or how do you know that stuff? And uh, this book covers all that about how I grew up, and uh, when I was in high school, we got uh, cable television and a Betamax, and uh, it was like, you know, the skies opened up, and <laughs> instead of me just watching ABC, CBS, and NBC, now I can... I'd have all these R-rated movies uh, into my home, so I taped as many as I could and right. made uh, separate tapes of just the nude scenes and uh, became kind of a savant on this stuff. And all through the 80s and 90s, my friends would quiz me all the time when I'd be at any event or at a bar or whatever about actresses. And I worked at the Merck and uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange and same thing as a clerk. And it, it was just fun. And then all of a sudden, uh, I got a lucky break to get on a radio show in Chicago just to talk about nude scenes, people ask me questions, and next thing you know, uh, someone approached me and said, you should put a website together. This was like 1997, and I didn't even know what a website was, and uh, launched Mr. Skin in 99, and uh, uh, the rest is history. Now, out of all the websites that have been around for that long, you, you've probably been one of the most successful, all short of like a, you know, a Google, Yahoo, those, those really big ones, but you know, there was a dot-com boom, and then, it, you know, then the, everything kind of fell apart, and uh, you've you've kind of stayed the course, so you've been all right. Yeah, and listen, I'm not, you know, yeah, my website started before Facebook and uh, even Google and like uh, and and Twitter and YouTube and all that stuff. But I'm not saying that my website's worth anything near. <laughs> I think what I'm most proud about is, you know, we have I think 40 uh, skin employees currently, and all the people that have worked uh, for me and supported families and raised families and. Uh, all that stuff is probably the thing I'm most proud about of running this website. And not only for myself, too, because believe me, when I started this, I was single, living in a studio apartment, uh, living paycheck to paycheck. And I took a chance because uh, I, I really didn't have much to lose. And, and here it is 20 years later. And that that's what the book's about, the whole the book, uh, how this all happened. The book is available online, Amazon.com, obviously. Uh, being Mr. Skin, 20 years of nip slips, cheek peeks, fast-forwarding to the good parts. And are you good friends with Adam Carolla, or how did that relationship uh, end up with you getting a forward in your book from him? Yeah, well, I'm not, I wouldn't say we're great buddies, but I've been on his show many times, and uh, I'm going to do his podcast in L.A. in a couple of weeks. And um, he's been really cool to me, and I was trying to think of, uh, you know, someone that, uh, you know, I've who I've been doing their show for many years, but also has like, you know, uh, you know, he's big in the podcast world and everything. And I just reached out to him to see, and that's always awkward for me because I don't like to, I don't like to, to ask favors of people, but he was really cool to do it. And um, uh, it's kind of neat to have a forward by Adam Carolla for the book. Now, I don't have any kids, but I am married to an attorney uh, similar to you. And I'm assuming that uh, you're, you're, when you go to parties with your wife, uh, with her friends and her coworkers, you probably get the same kind of feeling that I get as a dirty rock radio DJ yeah. guy who wears shorts all year round. Right. Uh, you know, you go kind of rub elbows with the up and up of the uh, 
the upper echelon of, of the elite around town, and yep. you, you probably get that kind of feeling. How do you how do you deal with that when you go into like a situation like that? Is it is it usually like as soon as you break the ice and people find out who you are, it's cool, or is there still sort yeah, of that? Quite frankly, I don't walk into those situations, and you probably don't either. Just you know, telling people what you do. Like, I don't walk in and say, hi, I'm Mr. Skin. You know, I go by my real name, and I'm just a guy that has kids in the town. And um, I really find out that people all know what I do because of the talk behind my back versus... You you having um, to share that with them? Yeah. Yeah. I don't walk into the room and say, hey, I'm Mr. Skin. Uh, Good to meet you. I just go by my name and whatever. And Uh, Listen, um, I got to say, we have so many good friends in our town, and people have been so good. We've lived here eight years, and if there are people that have a problem with what I do, what can I do about it? I, you know, all I could do is try to have a fun website and uh, um, be a good guy, and hopefully, uh, that that's good enough for most people. Now, you can buy the book, obviously, hardcover. You can also, I got a copy of that, uh, and uh, you can also get the Kindle version if you want to download that. It's mm-hmm. available again on Amazon.com. Um, Mr. Skin joining us on the phone as he has for a number of years. And- How about your folks? Ah, that's funny. Um, my mom is a, uh, a skin turn. She works for me. She lives <laughs> in Arizona with my dad, and uh, uh, there's a lot of work that goes into you know, a website with over 30,000 actresses, and then all the movies and television show all the data entry and everything, and and she helps. And I talk about it in the book. I show my mom working on the website. And, you know, we talk about how one time, you know, my parents go, like, to church every Sunday and stuff like that. And I get an, an email from my mom uh, asking, uh, hey, I'm not sure, is that a shadow or is that bush? And I'm like, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, it, there's a lot of those kind of funny anecdotes, too. And uh, Legitimate uh, question, yeah, though, from mom. Are, are pretty cool with what I do. And I talk about when I had to... F- tell them I was quitting my job at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange to start this thing called a website and to their credit they were pretty cool they said well that's what you want to do go for it and see what happens nice some supportive parents there for Mr. Skin who uh, joined us on the phone and you can find his book online amazon.com or at uh, any uh, major book seller the greatest show on earth the best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Have you seen the uh, Rocket Man movie yet, Sean? No, I'm not. Has it uh, been released? Yeah, it came out last week, Did I believe. Okay. I gotta do I, that. My wife really wants to see it. I really want to see that as well. After the success of the Queen, uh, mm-hmm. you know, film, I want to see the Rocket Man. Apparently, Boy George from Culture Club is getting one as well. Okay. I don't know when that's going to happen, but probably next year. So in honor of Sir Elton John yes. and his new movie, Rocket Man, we're playing Factor Bullcrap, Elton John edition, Shaw. What do you know about Elton John? Mm. I know his real name is Reginald Dwight. Factor Bullcrap. His original name is Reginald <laughs> Kenneth Dwight. <laughs> I guess I'll say fact. Yeah, that is fact. He started using his stage name in 68, legally changed it to Elton Hercules John. Hercules, Hercules. Hercules. Back in 1972. Actually stole it from the uh, two guys in his first band, Bluesology, sax player Elton Dean and singer John Baldry. But apparently they were cool with it, so he's like, you know what? I'm going to be Elton John. What are you going to do? But nothing. You knew that one right away, Shaw. Back to bullcrap. Elton John edition. He admitted he once rented out an extra hotel room at a five-star resort just to store... His sunglasses. Is that fact? Uh-huh. Well, he's known for his uh, colorful costumes. Um, that seems a little excessive, but that would be Elton John-like. Let's say fact. Uh, 
rumor that circulated back in 2013, but a spokesperson said that was not true. The rumor also claimed that he insisted the room be kept at exactly 61 oh, man. degrees. It's got to have a... Oh, man. Oh, it's a man after your own heart, isn't it, Brian, with the 61 degrees? Can you imagine degrees? how good that feels? <laughs> 61 degrees. Back to Bullcrap Shaw, Elton John edition. He once performed in a full Donald Duck costume. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah that's true. That's absolutely true. Oh. Ward for his concert in Central Park back in 1980. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of video of that if you want to watch him perform. He's a colorful guy, you know, gets out there and wears mm-hmm. amazing outfits. Back to Bullcrap, Elton John edition here on The Morning Sickness. A couple more questions, Shaw. The song Tiny Dancer, mm-hmm. Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza, <laughs> is about Elton's wife, who he married in 84 before he came out as gay. Is that fact or bullcrap? Uh, I'm going to say bullcrap. He was married to a woman before he came out, but Bernie Topin wrote the lyrics to Tiny Dancer, mm-hmm. just like most of Elton's songs, yeah. and it's about his first wife, Bernie's, not Elton's. Mm. Fact or bullcrap, Shaw? Last one. Doing pretty well. You got uh, three out of four so far. Elton John names all of his pianos after members of the British royal family. <laughs> Is that fact or bullcrap? That sounds like bullcrap to me. Hoo-ah! Names most of them after female singers. Back in 2017, he said he had four pianos in various spots around the world. They were named after Nina Simone, Diane Krall, Aretha Franklin, and pianist Winifred Atwell. Hmm. Not bad, Sean. So... Just so you know, before going into the movie, and Mary probably already knows this if she did any research, Bohemian Rhapsody, yes. obviously, just a large, it kind of a, it was true to the story and more live performances and concerts. This is more whimsical and dreamy, and there's, mm. it's, there's, it's more like old school movie musical kind of thing. Like they break into song, and there's some weird oh, character that's like I'm trippy out. and no, weird I'm as out. opposed to just I'm being out. straightforward biography like. This is, uh, I'm out. Well, look at what the character. I know, I know. I'm just, I don't, I don't, like, if they're just talking and then all of a sudden he just starts singing, I don't know, man. Save that for SNL. What up with that? That's the only <laughs> place that's good for me. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, really. But who, if you believe success will come to you, look like hell, trust yourself, and all your dreams come true. Break some rules, not the law, don't be afraid to fail. You have to think outside the box. I say no pain, no gain. I don't want to hear it can be done. Give always something back. My name is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. Oh, snap! Arnold Rapshaw! Oh my gosh, what is, why is that terrible? So there's an Austrian rapper <laughs> named Andreas Gabalier who uh, has a song called Pump It Up featuring the one and only that's awesome. Donald. Oh, and, and, and it's a motivational song. Mm-hmm. You just heard yeah, it. Yeah, I be heard back. the motivation. He's, he's going to ask you a bunch of questions, and he wants to have them answered immediately. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. He's also going to star in a new animated kids show. Yeah, I like that. Called Superhero Kindergarten. He plays a former superhero who now teaches kids with superpowers. One of the last projects that Stan Lee was working on, apparently. So Arnold teamed up with Stan Lee, and they're going to make yep. a... Oh, man, I'm going to watch... Arnold's everywhere these I'm going to watch the hell out of that. Get to the chopper! He's got to take a chopper everywhere he goes, Shaw. Of course he does. Yeah. Hello, cutie pie. Hello, cutie pie. Oh, oh snap. <laughs> I get yeah. that it's novel, but no one would listen to that on purpose, no. right? No, okay. I would not. Okay. Let's trust oh, me. So. I have no desire. <sighs> Actually, okay. I would rather, I was, I've been thinking about, I would rather listen to that, though, than this uh, horse song, the horse one. Uh, I don't know, What man. is that, that the horse, the old road, the horse yeah, on the road? This is the plan. 
Get your Get ass your to ass my ass. Wow. Brian, thanks a lot, man. Every time you do that, it's great. I love it. We need more Arnold. Mm-hmm. More Arnold. Yes, the yes. grass is greener. The sky is bluer. <laughs> Not what we Have need. a good day. I love it, man. Thanks, Take care. Dude. Hey, Lighthead. Hey, Christmas tree. Hey, Lighthead. Hey, Christmas tree. That was from The Running Man. We were talking about that yesterday, mm-hmm. Sean. We were. Richard Dawson, go back to your podium until it's time to do the feud. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. This seems to be a gigantic mess to create for the sake of like a dollar and 39 cents. Okay. 42 year old Natasha Bagley in Florida went into a Burger King and demanded free fries for her and her girlfriend. <laughs> her mugshot is oh. one of the best. It's a hashtag Florida woman, first of all, so you know it's going to be good. Yep. But they got two mugshots because she was wearing a wig, and the wig looks like uh, Randy Quaid and yes. Kingpin. It does, exactly. Dude, it really, it, or uh, I don't know if you saw the skit with uh, Tyrion Lannister when he was on SNL and he was doing like the robot dance and he had that weird, like a helmet hair. So oh. they took one with the Wig yeah. and one without- I don't know if they knew it was a wig. At it first. looks like a man to me, but uh, that's a man. Ma'am, <laughs> it's like the game style. It's ma'am. Well, we're not sure why she thought she was entitled to the free fries, and neither was the staff. So they said no. That's when she announced she was going to rob the place because they wouldn't give her the fries. Eventually, she jumped over the counter, started brawling with the employees. She was arrested on several charges. Oh yeah, brawling with employees over fries. Over free fries that <laughs> you were not entitled to to begin with. Yeah, yeah. You don't just get free fries for showing up in a wig. No. And in Colombia. Hario Vargas. Oh, it's going to be something um, crawling in something. No, no, no. Okay. He was caught uh, by his wife uh, with another woman at a Uh-oh. motel. Oh, so oh. She cheaters, huh? She showed he, up. He was a cheater. Next on cheaters. Got caught. Okay. So he made a deal with his wife because he was hum- humbled and humiliated. Right, right. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm, I made a mistake. Yes. Please take me back. Forgive me. To save me. the marriage, he said he would let her humiliate him. Oh. He said that she could drive down the busiest street in town as he laid on the roof of her car totally naked. Was he face up or face down? I don't know. All right. But they actually went through with it. Unfortunately, the stunt caused a major traffic jam. They both wound up getting tickets for creating a public nuisance. But did she take him back? I think they're still together. That's love. Yeah. And it's solutions oriented. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like. We have a problem. How is this going to get solved? I like that he suggested wanna, it, too. It wasn't her yeah, idea. No, it was his idea. You can humiliate me. Right. Could have gone with a simple sandwich board sign type mm-hmm. thing, walking I around. Cheated, I yeah. cheated. Maybe spray paint his car. You know? No, but no, they went she, for the naked on the roof thing. Yeah. Maybe it turns into some weird kind of like married sex game thing that they do now. <laughs> yeah, that's, not, uh, that's an original one to go for. Like, if you were to... He went right for it. He must have had a fantasy about doing this, <laughs> though. You know I'm what saying. I mean? Like... <laughs> I know what I'll do. Yeah, there you go. I'll cheat on my wife, and then my wife will want to play this weird sex game that I suggested. I don't think that was planned out, no? but it is an interesting go-to. I'll be naked, you just drive me around. Yeah. Interesting form of punishment, yeah. I don't know if he was getting punished. Maybe he felt like he was, you know. Mm. Expressing himself. And yeah. very, a lot of fresh air, wind down yeah. there, so I was really oh, airing things out. Oh, dryness. Oh, dryness down there. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Ooh, I like that one, Sean. Mm, me too. Sad song. Say, this one might be my favorite. Don't guess that's why they call it the blues. Uh-huh. Elton John with just all the hits, man. It's got a lot of them. A lot of them, but uh, he's got some that are my favorites. I guess that's why they call it the blues. Might be my favorite. 
Here's some of the things you probably didn't know about Elton John Shaw. All right. Now that the movie Rocket Man is in theaters we today. Did a little factor bullcrap yesterday about it. Yeah. Him. So here's some things you probably didn't know about Elton John. Okay. His birth name is Reginald Kenneth Dwight Mellencamp. No, it's not. <laughs> Cougar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, top things you probably didn't know about Elton John. Candle in the Wind was originally titled Bouncy Flame. <laughs> I think he got Seems right. to me you'll live your life like a bouncy flame. Doesn't have it enough doesn't syllables. Have doesn't have enough syllables. Yeah, yeah kind of doesn't have the same ring, Shaw. Some things you probably didn't know about Elton John here on The Morning Sickness. At the age of three, he started playing the piano by ear. Not long after that, he started using his hands. <laughs> probably a good choice. His middle name is Hercules, 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 which comes from all the strength he needs to put on his giant glasses. Mm-hmm. Right? Lots of props. Time on my hands. Time spent with you. Top things you probably didn't know about Elton John. He constantly gets conversion therapy literature mailed to him from Mike Pence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what Mike Pence believes, right? I think so can fix these people. Some of the other things that you probably don't know about Elton John. Sometimes he and William Shatner trade toupees just to see if anybody notices. <laughs> it's just a TV show. Get a life. <laughs> uh, without sequins, most of his outfits would look like Jiffy Lube jumpsuits. <laughs> the sequins help, yeah. Yeah, they do. They liven things up a little bit, Shaw. Some uh, other things you probably don't know about Sir Elton John. He actually prefers fighting on Tuesday nights. Oh, I thought it was Saturday. Saturday! 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 Top things you probably didn't know about Elton John. Tiny Dancer was inspired by Tom Cruise's performance in Risky Business. <laughs> Slap. Oh. Was he like 5'1", five, 5'2"? Five, mm-hmm. And he never ages. Xenu, man, really, he did himself yeah, a favor he's... by getting hooked up with Xenu. He's looked the same since basically Top Gun. I'd uh, say that's true, yeah. Top things you probably didn't know about Elton John. The grand pianos that he tours with, mm-hmm. we found this out yesterday, uh, are named after great female singers, yeah. so none of them are named after Madonna. Uh, that's Ooh. true. I think he and Madonna are good friends, BFFs, though. BFFs, yeah. Yeah. Last but not least, uh, top things you probably didn't know about Elton John. His DNA test came back 40% glitter. <laughs> Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, really. Some things to look forward to in June. Besides the 95 Days of Summer, we've got our Talk Birdie to Me charity golf tournament coming up in a few weeks as well. That'll be a nice Friday. Get out of work. Go golfing. Benefit the Rock Foundation. Maybe win some cool stuff. Also, some other things to look forward to in June. The first day of summer. For some people, very important. June 21st. Longest day of the year in terms of sunlight, Mm -hmm. Sean. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Some of the movies that'll be hitting theaters in June. Big movies. Uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, which will be next week. Men in Black International, probably seen some of those commercials on uh, ESPN during the NBA Finals. Uh, also Shaft, the new Shaft movie starring Samuel L. Jackson. That'll be out on June 14th, a week after X-Men Dark Phoenix. And then uh, the big one people are very excited about, Toy Story 4, June 21st. Also on June 21st, Child's Play. New Chucky movie, Shaw, reboot. Vo- uh, voiced by Mark Hamill, a.k.a. Luke oh, Skywalker. Right? Yeah, he's doing the voice of Chucky in this one. Oh. Uh, a couple of TV premieres people might be excited about. Season 5 of Fear the Walking Dead, which will be this Sunday on AMC. Also, Season 3 of Hulu's The Handmaid's Tale next Wednesday. I know people are very excited about that. I've never seen Have you watched that? I, no, I've not seen Apparently it. Apparently, i got to binge that at some point. Uh, also, gamers are going to be scouring the web for E3 coverage from June 11th to June 13th. That's always big time for gamers finding out what's new and what's hot. Uh, in sports, of course, you got the NBA Finals going down. you got the Stanley Cup Finals going down. And then, uh, of course, in golf, the U.S. Open. That's right. June 13th through the 16th. 
Where are they playing that? Where is that at? Uh, I don't know. It, ro- it rotates every year. Right. That's why sure. I, I didn't know if maybe you remembered where it was. Uh, and then, of course, holidays uh, in the month of June. The big one, Father's Day, June 16th. That's the big one? Yeah. Nobody cares about Father's Day. Nothing compared to Mother's Day. No, but in terms of the holidays that are in June, that's the big one. Okay. Uh, you also got National Cheese Day, June 4th. So that's uh, early next week, Shaw. National Selfie Day, June 21st. And then National Nude Day, June Nude 28th. Day? Okay. Yeah. Speaking of, by the way, yes. National Cheese Day and National Selfie Day, you could get the two of those things together when you go to Pastor Pride Cheese and Cashin and you take a selfie uh, with Simpson. Yeah, good point. And pick up some of their award-winning Usto or maybe some of that 15-year-old cheddar, and then you'll have a chance to win some Rockfest VIP tickets. You know, I was standing outside of Gene's office the other day, and out of the corner of my eye... Oh, you saw it. I saw you staring at me, and I turned, <laughs> and, did, and it was the cardboard cut on him. Oh, damn it. Apparently, it was delightful for Ann. She was yeah. having a blast. Uh, I've had multiple people tell me they're going to draw all sorts of different things all over my uh, oh, my sure. cardboard cutout. I would, I would ask you please not to do that, uh, simply for the fact that that has to then, after it's done at Pasture Pride Cheese and Cashton this week, it's going to move to Tree Huggers Co-op in downtown La Crosse. And then it's going to go out to the mob stop in Holman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got a few other stops to make right. along the way. And Can't be uh, damaged in the process. Yeah, I mean, I just, it's got to, look, Jimmy does not want to make another one of these things out there at <laughs> Sign Pro, okay? So can we just, like, be nice to it for a little while? Afterwards, why don't we just strap it to the front of the building? And if you want to walk by and draw a wiener on my face, then have at it. <laughs> but uh, no, selfies with Simpson Shaw. This is a thing that started a few years ago with my friends Clint yep. and uh, Adam from another last year. Everybody's uh, trying to capture you in one of their selfies. Right. I hate You hate it. I hate selfies. I'm not a fan of them. Um, and so they thought it would be funny to create this thing. And now it's grown. And it's a thing. Uh, people can go and find the cardboard cutout of me at Pasture Pride Cheese in Cashton. Take a selfie with Simpson. And then upload it to our website for your chance to win some Rockfest VIP tickets with camping. That's like over $1,000 worth of stuff right there, Shaw. Sweet. We've got podcasting. Just funny as hell. This is all over again. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. Yeah, boy! Only on 957therock.com.